Well, boys, we made it. Bipocalypse, it's behind us. Devontae Freeman, get out of my freaking lineup. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. You got our host, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. But give it up for the guys in this league. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, indeed. Well, Welcome in, welcome in, boys and girls, old and young. Not too young. That's weird. Uh, just, what a start. God dang it. God dang it, Chris. Can't can't go two seconds into the podcast. It's Tuesday. You're we're off our game. It's Tuesday. We're not waiting until the end of the week. I know. I know. Jeez. All right. Like like the man said, it is Tuesday, October 26th, our last episode before spooky season. Halloween is here. And it's episode 30. 3 Man, our, our our little podcast isn't in its twenties anymore. They grew up doing it. They grew up so fast. You got the usual gang today. You got your boy owner of Team Fair Life, Chris Mitchum. We got the owner of the Mixon Administration, Tim Raider. Huge win for the Bengals. Let's go first place AFC. The Bengals certainly do not suck penis, but as always, we have the owner of Let Russ Cook, Aaron Hunt. Aaron, did Carson Wentz suck penis this week? He sure didn't. Looked like 2018 Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. Vintage plays running down the field. It was a monsoon. We got the dub. What a great night. It was a thing of beauty. I mean, Tim, I don't even have to ask you if the Bengals are sucking penis. You're number one seed in the AFC right now. Yeah, we're kicking kicking major butt right now. Absolutely ridiculous. I know I say this every week, but we genuinely have a pack show for you today. <laughs> we have we are entering into the trade ring. First of all, trades are just happening left and right. We still got like four weeks until the trade deadline or something. So hopefully those don't stop anytime soon. We have the week seven review, a standings update power rankings we're going to go into contender or pretender we picked three lucky souls to analyze their teams and look at you from a wide range and see if you genuinely have a shot at bringing home the nut this year and then of course we have the week eight preview uh drink of the week i currently you know i had a i had a nice gnarly workout today where'd he go where'd he go where's sure oh well, I thought I had a drink of the week, but I don't see what it is. But it was a protein. It was a premier protein. Chocolate, of course. Matches my personality. And it was delicious. Aaron, what are we sipping on? Got some Angel's Envy tonight. Ooh. Going a little classier. Getting a little colder out. Have that on the docket. Plus, the Dots pretzels make, a, makes another appearance. <laughs> they're, they're back. Still hooked. Tim, what are you sipping on, man? Oh man, it's uh, it's going to be a long week here. So we just got some H two O. We're trying to stay hydrated early in the week. We'll drink this weekend. Drink waters, kid. Drink water before we jump into the trade ring website. It's happening. Most of you have filled out your survey monkeys. I appreciate it. That manager's page is looking fire. Now what I need from you guys is send me beautiful pictures of your faces. Um, they don't have to be professional headshots like a lot of people have been sending me. Um, but hey, that's that's fine. That's cool. If you want to do that, again, that should be up by playoff time. 
Um, that's enough. We got a packed show into it, so let's not waste any more time. We got a nice, gnarly trade ring matchup to analyze. Let's get into this. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the rules. The trade ring, the This League Trade Ring, is open. Two teams enter, one team exits victorious. As always, when we analyze these trades, we do not look at a win now or a rebuild re- approach. We look at the two teams, their needs. Overall, I will count us down from three when we go over the details. We'll say a name, and the winner walks out victorious. It's not Tim in the ring today, believe it or not. That's refreshing. Taking the week he off. He decided to take a week off from all his trade madness. Instead, we have two guys that have, quite frankly, been active, and they were active again this week. We have Zach and Team Cooking Up More. And we had Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. And here are the details. Zach acquires superstar running back, or at least we thought at the beginning of the year, Travis Etienne, running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars, a promising rookie that has yet to play a snap in the league, is now on Zach's team. And in return, Anthony requires somebody who's getting passed around more than... uh, I'm just, I've already said one controversial thing this spot. I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> he receives Cordell Patterson, the running back slash wide receiver slash athlete from the Atlanta Falcons and a 2023, you know, we like that class, 2023 second round pick. Before we start getting into the details, boys, you know what to do. I'm going to count us down from three. You say a name and the person who gets majority wins it. Are you ready? Ready. I'm, Ready, s- sir. I'm still making up my mind as we speak. So I'm going to count us down nice and slow. Three, two, one. Anthony. Anthony. Back. Oh, it's split. I feel like it's the first split in a long time. That was almost a tie. I was this close to breaking out my first 50-50 even split. This this we'll get into it here. Oh, but. oh like a uh, like a judge's not judge decision, like a split decision. A, a, abstain. Split decisions. <laughs> It's yeah, it's 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 even. Um, Aaron, as the you you picked your arch nemesis here. Um, <laughs> you think he did some good business? Uh, yeah. Explain us why he again acquires Travis Etienne in exchange for Cordero Patterson and a 2023 second rounder. Well, first of all, I've been a little too nice to Zach lately, so hopefully that trend doesn't continue. Uh, Zach, don't get used to it. Um, but I got Zach winning this and. I think the reason I do is this just bolsters Zach's running backs for next year. Uh, Again, very clear that he's not competing this year. So why keep Cordero Patterson on your roster? There's really no reason. We have no idea what he's going to be after this year. He's very much just a win now piece, which is likely what you guys are going to talk about with Anthony for why it's a good move for him. Uh, But, man, Cordero's been in the league for a while. It's just tough for me to think that the rest of the season he's going to have the exact same role and continue to have the efficiency he has with the touches he's getting. I realize his snap counts are going up each week. They continue to utilize him, and he's continuing to produce. But I think when you look at Zach and just his strategy of getting a first-round capital running back, I mean, let's not forget that. This guy is very, very talented, uh, and he's going to 
possibly crack Zach's lineup next year. Now you're looking at Zach with Javante Williams, Dalvin Cook, Cam Akers coming off an injury. Now you got Travis Etienne. I mean, that's a pretty formidable core of running backs. Um, so I, I just really like the draft capital of ETN and I just think Zach, you know, narrowly wins this because I think there's definitely points you can make for Anthony. Narrowly indeed, Tim, I know you have some special kind of feelings for Travis ETN. So I'm going to let you take this one and, uh, say why you picked Anthony as the winner. Yeah. Even though I've been trashing ETN since pre-draft and everything, I get why Zach made the trade. And I do think it's a close in terms of fairness, but I'm going to give the edge to Anthony um, because he gets that second round pick in addition to Cordero Patterson. I, I think even if it was just the player for player, this wouldn't be too off in terms of player value. Anthony's clearly, clearly gunning for the nut, wants to keep it in the same household. Um, and he really upgrades his flex spots. You know, we dog on his flex every single week. You know, it's, it's never consistent. It's always changing. So this will solidify one of those two spots for him. And like I said, I give him the edge for that second round pick. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Um, notably, notably, I think this would have been a home run. That 2023 second round that Zach gave up was Tim's 2023 second rounder. So assuming Tim's, you know, lineup continues to look as dominant as it is uh that's going to be a later second round pick in all likelihood so maybe if you were looking at a 2-1-2-2 anthony can run away with this thing but it's probably going to be a later one um but yeah at the end of the day i mean cordero patterson's the rb8 we are in going into week eight and at this point there's no there's no reasoning to see why he doesn't keep this up if yeah, it's he, a thing the rest of this year. Yeah, he, he's that crazy guy this year that's just going to finish as an RB1 and just annoy the hell out of everybody. So uh, for the sake of time, we will go ahead and continue. But Anthony, congrats to you. Good sir. I'm raising the hand up. You are the winner of this round of the This League trade ring. And I would say this went to judge's decision, man. No knockout here. It was nice and even. That is your addition this year of the This League trade ring. Let's get into a week seven review that was just as crappy as the players that were in it. Although I will say not as crappy as last week. We actually got a good amount of people finishing above 130 points this week. So shout out to the neutrals out there. Want to see some good high flying fantasy football. The first one we get into this week, we had stretch and super Camario. Coming in to the game at, what was he? I need to pull up my phone. What was his record? Assist. Assist. Four and two. He was coming in at three and three. Three and three. That's right. He was on a rough patch a little bit. Taking on a Hayden team, Country Roads, take Mahomes. We said it last week that maybe he could be making some noise, but uh, no celebration music this week. This one ended as we probably all expected. That it did. And when you look at this, the point total stretch in Super Camario wins big, wins 175 to 115 against Hayden and Country Roads. Take Mahomes mm. less. Oh, M- apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out fantasy footballers for that one M-apartment. on their Monday Pun Day pod today. Oh uh, they they threw out apartment, which I thought was one. hilarious. Less than six points on the day for Patrick Mahomes. I 
if I were a betting man, I would bet that that never would happen this year. Um, I don't expect that to continue. He will play better than that, but the Chiefs are concerning. So hopefully it's a get-right game next week against the Giants on Monday night. As for uh, just the glaring hole that Hayden, I think, had in this matchup was Rashad Penny. So Rashad Penny sucks at football. He's flat-out awful. I was really wrong. I <laughs> I traded for him in the offseason. I gave Stretch a third-round pick for this guy, thinking, you know, first-round draft capital, this guy's going to come in. He'll be able to possibly take the lead-back role and run with it. No, sir. No, no way at all. I'm embarrassed for him, his family. I'm embarrassed for his legacy and, honestly, his pride. Uh, not even a point. Not even a point. He had .9 points on the week. That's really hard to do Elite. given you had six touches. He couldn't get 10 yards even on six touches. Um, that's that's just tough. Uh, only bright spots for Hayden were Cooper Cup and the Bucks D. The Cooper Cup is just continuing to dominate, put up a 37 this week. But, yeah, just the glaring holes. Uh, Rashad Penny, the tight end is still a problem for Hayden. Um Hey, dude, I got three of them. You could come up. I mean, Logan Thomas is on the waiver wire. Maybe he'll come off IR. Do something. Just do something at that spot. Uh, as for stretch, follows the secret formula, man. Kyler and Kamara, solid performances. Uh, but he also adds Mike Evans with over 30 points. He's got Mike Gusecki, Debo Samuel, both with 20 plus a piece. And really just a dominant performance by stretch. Uh, you got to beat the teams you're supposed to if you're going to repeat as a you know title contender and uh he did that pretty easily so final score again 175 to 115 chris moving on to the next matchup yes indeed camara annoyingly shoots stretch up into the highest score of the week that game was so gross uh but yes stretch gets off the snide goes to four and three Hayden now riding a three game losing streak falls to two and five on to the next game uh, it was Steven in Mount Passmore coming in at a 3-3 three and three record, taking on Clayton in the Red Rocket. He came off a surprising win last week. He was sitting at 2-4. and four. Um, Like I said, Steven came in hot, riding a two-game win streak, and the last two games scoring 145-plus, while Clayton put up a solid 132 last week. And guys, this matchup, uh, man... Listen, we sent him home a couple weeks ago. Um, Clayton, I don't think I did not think it could get any worse than the seventy-nine points you put up in uh, in week five. Well, think again because he puts up a nice, healthy, scrumptious seventy-two points. Good night, man. Uh, this another awful game for the Red Rocket. Rocket. Only one person on his entire roster scores over 10 points, and that's a meh 21 points from Ryan Tannehill. His new toys, Chase Edmonds and Alex Collins that he got from Tim last week, just plugged him right into his lineup, and they got a nice combined 15 points. Um, It's just not looking fantastic. Julio, like Aaron said last week, continues to look deceased. No bright spots on his bench either. We say it every week, man. I just... He's got to trade McCaffrey, right? He he has to. He has to. You cannot expect this man to come in and save this roster. I mean, we say it every week, but 
It has to happen. Clayton, blow this team up, man. You don't want to tell your firstborn you were the manager of this hot, steamy pile of crap, all right? That's embarrassing, all right? That's, that's not good. That's not good. Um, that's a lot of my time is probably going to be spent talking about Clayton. But as for Steven, shouts out, another solid 158-point explosion. Um, and don't look now, three straight wins. He's now at four and three after starting one and three. And I don't think he can any longer claim to be cursed with the blow-up games because you had what might be the lowest scoring total in this league history. I mean, 72 points is just awful. He had the ideal ultimate pay and play. I just coined that term. That deserves something. Pay and play to Ernest Johnson. Picked him up off the waiver, straight into the lineup, and he gives you a nice, solid 25-point game to really get you going before the week even starts. And he will be especially pleased because I know we talked about it earlier, but we I think the bye weeks really hit him hard in particular, Nick Chubb was out with an injury. No James Robinson, no Stephon Diggs, no Mike Williams, no Dalton Schultz, no Justin Herbert. It was it hit him pretty rough, and he still puts up 158 points. We will talk about him a little more later. But, again, your final score, Steven 158 to the Red Rocket 72. Steven goes up to 4-3. and three. Clayton to 2-5. and five. It was a pretty good matchup for Steven. For Clayton, it was ugly. On to the next matchup. And the next matchup we got is Tim and the Mixon administration taking on Don and Team Don Perignon. <laughs> and by all accounts, what? what? Sorry, no, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and by all accounts, uh, Don gets a surprising victory in this one. Put up That's my guy. Pretty healthy <laughs> point total uh, for his team. So the first point that I think we got to address is, Tim, you might want to play Jamar Chase. You might Apparently wanna... he's matchup proof. He's pretty I did good. Not, I did not yeah. expect that. Yeah, which I was gonna, I was gonna I was gonna touch on that I think maybe you were scared to play him because you saw what they did to the Chargers the week before and just didn't want that to happen again. But I, I gotta believe that he's gonna be a mainstay in your lineup the rest of the year, given his just 200 oh, yeah. yard explosion oh, yeah. uh against the Ravens. Um unbelievable, just casual 33 piece. He's a top five wide receiver, I think, now in, in scoring. Um, OJ Howard, not really your fault, man. I think it was just a tough break. Pretty unfortunate. Darren Waller ruled out last minute. He had to pivot to somebody and, you know, didn't, didn't get much out of it, but I don't think you were expecting much. I think that was just kind of a desperation. Got to get somebody in there. Swift I, isn't. Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to add in right there just because my game here. So, uh, I had four tight ends on the waivers that I, I put in a claim for $0 in case something happened where Waller couldn't play. Uh, and it was Tanyan, Big Gigantor Mo Ali Cox, CJ Uzama, and OJ Howard. And chasing the points a little bit with OJ Howard, but Gronk was still out and Antonio Brown was out in a plus matchup. I really thought that he was going to get more targets than uh, three. And Woo-hoo. all three of those other tight ends that I mentioned all scored a touchdown, at least one touchdown. Gosh, that's a tough break, Brr. especially Uzama. Yeah. I mean, he just went wild against the Ravens. But uh, 
yeah, so can't like I said, can't really blame you there. Um, Swift, he's just an animal, dude. Uh, in, insane, especially against a tough defense like the Rams. You gotta love that twenty-eight points. Godwin, Metcalf, and Hopkins. I feel like they all played and pretty well to their floors. Uh, Metcalf got most of his points on one play uh, in a pretty otherwise ugly game, to say the least, against uh, the Saints. I think the difference in this one, I mean, outside of the obvious, you know, start Jamar Chase would be Aaron Jones versus Damian Harris. Uh, I mean, nine points really hurt you in the end that Aaron Jones didn't play up to, you know, the 20 to, to probably 25 you would hope he'd get. And then Damian Harris just exploding for 25 on the opposite end of that is uh, that that's tough to swallow uh, because I feel like, you know, you probably expect him to be over 10, but to get that much and uh, in that matchup that he was in, it's, that's also tough. Um, so I think this one really close here. I, I no doubt Tim, I think you get right in the weeks to come. I think, uh, you know, maybe it was just a little bit of karma from winning a win who you win last week to, you know, this time around, maybe it, it floats back to the average, but nothing to worry about, I think, for you going forward. Yeah, I think that was a good analysis. We all talked about Don's plus matchups when we mentioned it last week, and just Rogers, Harris, and Taylor, they all go off. McLaurin and Brown score touchdowns. So it was, man, it, Don, Don just kept hitting me this weekend. My guys weren't quite up for it. Yeah, and we all picked Don to win that game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I me. didn't. Let me let me ride this out. Let me ride this out. All right. Uh Tim, despite the disappointing loss, still got to think he's up there. He falls to four and three, and Don pulls off the upset, goes to three and four. We move on to the next matchup. It was the matchup to watch. And uh it was it was a heavyweight battle that didn't necessarily put up the heavyweight numbers. Of course, it was your boy uh coming in at four and two. Team Fairlife taking on another four and two team, Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. And in this battle, where only one team would emerge with five wins, all eyes, I think, in this league were on Derrick Henry against a plus-plus matchup at the Chiefs and to see what he would do and how many dozens of touchdowns he might score. Um, and his he did actually only score one, and that was via passing. Because a four-point touchdown hey, was not happened? enough. Four points per touchdown was not enough. Derrick Henry says, you know what? This league, they give six points for passing touchdowns. I'm going to go ahead and hook Anthony up with a six-pointer. Um, he had his worst game since week one. So Derrick Henry, 18.4 points. It's just worse since week one, like I said. Not what we were all kind of expecting uh, to happen from Tractor Cito. So that's kind of the letdown for Anthony here. Uh, but that being said, almost everybody on his squad – uh, scored in the double digits. You know, his guys that didn't were 9.4, 9.6, and then 7.9. So all close to double digits, which you want to see. Um, but only Lamar Jackson broke 20 with 25 points. So, you know, nobody really went off this week for him. And it's just tough to win uh, when you only get one guy over 20. Both the flex spots, like we said, questionable. Chuba and Tyler Boyd were under 10. And just didn't really do too much. Boyd had four catches and Chuba only had hit 16 attempt, uh, between passes and rushes, but just didn't really do too much with his options. Chris, uh, just like I said with Anthony, you had one of those weeks you love to get where everybody on the roster is in double digits. Team Devontae, applause, baby. Applause. <laughs> applause for the whole squad. Like, take everybody out and buy them a drink. 
Michael, we're going to go pit man. Let's go. Man. Came up that, that late touchdown had to just feel so good for your, like just solidifying the win and just see him just go up and alpha male receiver. There was somebody. There was like, what was it? Five dudes at my place. Aaron was there. Zach was there. When that happened, like there was just so much testosterone in that room. We were just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It was. It was pit awesome. Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the pit man for you. Uh, right. It was nice to see. Cold, Hurts go cold. made you really not feel like you missed a beat. That quarterback two on the year. Quarterback two on the year. Uh, I think you rostered number one on the year, too, so that's kind of nice. Um, and then Booker and Freeman, the old men that they are. So nasty. Both, <laughs> both stumbled into the end zone. And I saw it was the last drive with – Taylor or Tyler Huntley, the Ravens backup quarterback, got Freeman three catches. So that's a nice solid five and a half points right there. So the old guys really stepped up for you this week. And, you know, you're as happy as anybody else that you never have to see them again. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's the Chris, you're going to win this one 139 to 119. And you are five and two, good sir. Anthony falls to four and three. Yes, sir. Not not a ton of storylines here. I mean, really, both teams just played solid. Nobody really blew up on either team, um, which might be kind of concerning for me. Calvin Ridley's 12, DJ Moore 13. I mean, coming into this week, we looked at it. You know, it was going to be my lack of running backs against his lack of receivers. And I guess you could say that my running backs did a little better. I mean, it wasn't a huge point discrepancy. But, uh, you know, Michael Pittman and... Um, Kind of like the overall solid lineup, I think, puts me on top at five and two. Let's go. And we're going to move on into our last matchup. And you got to know what that means, man. Ladies and gentlemen, your game of the week this week came down to the last two chefs in the kitchen. That's right. There, it's a rivalry. It's gross. It's nasty. Of course, I'm talking about Aaron and let Russ Cook taking on Zach and team cooking up more. And one thing is for certain, you could tell that neither chef showed up because it, this was nasty. I, I would take a day old fun pack of White Castle sliders over this matchup because it was it was that disgusting. Final score was Aaron came out on top 125 to 113. As most games of the week do, this came down to Monday night, and the game was virtually tied. I think Zach had a two-point or three-point lead going in there. And just a reflection of the rest of this matchup and how nasty it was, the final two teams, Aaron had Jameis Winston, and Zach had Tyler Lockett. And this was just nasty and genuinely one of the maybe the worst games of football I ever saw on TV. It was it was raining, and there's running, and... We found out that Camaro was a good pass catcher. Wow. Zach's main guy, Chef Rondell Moore, uh, served up a turd three points. And honestly, that total kind of makes Tyler Lockett blush because he put up 3.2 points versus Rondell Moore's 3.7 points. And obviously, when you have that level, Jameis Winston puts up a okay 18 points on Monday Night Football and Aaron gets the win. Matt Stafford, like previous weeks for Zach, did everything he could to try and keep Zach competitive but Mark Andrews, disappointing seven, and the other meh pieces on Zach's team were just too much to overcome for Aaron and the fighting Mark Ingrams this week. <laughs> it was so funny. 
we were watching the games and Aaron was like, Mark Ingram has four points in the first quarter. I was like, dude, if he gets just four more each quarter, 16, that's, that's solid, man. He's like, yeah, yeah. It's like the fourth quarter and Aaron's like, Mark Ingram still has four points. <laughs> he finishes with a healthy five, healthy five. And for Aaron though, his primary chef, Mr. Unlimited himself, Russell Wilson, He's been out for a couple weeks, and I think when you look at Aaron's previous weeks, you can tell the impact that's had on that. He, uh, Aaron put up a whopping 185 in week five, the last time that Russell Wilson was in his lineup. The past few weeks, he's put up 126 and 125. So it's certainly not the elite numbers we expect from a let Russ cook team. And, I mean, he managed to get by this week damn near without his entire running back core. He will be ecstatic to get Eckler and Najee out, uh, back next week. And Tyreek Hill seemingly being more boom-bust this year than we're used to. Somehow he's still the number two team, number two wide receiver in the game, but um, he might be just be reflecting that Chiefs offense as a whole. But, hey, again, shout-out Mark Ingram, and I'm sure this will make Aaron excited in the pants. I think Kyle Pitts, ladies and gentlemen has arrived again the final score Aaron squeaks out a win 125 to 113 that is a disgusting scoreline Aaron moves to five and two while Zach Moot falls to two and five yeah man uh my attitude going into this was just get a win any way you can uh I had Mark Ingram Daryl Williams uh Jameis Winston. I mean, it was looking pretty ugly for me. And, you know, I got a you win who you win. I didn't really get a lot of those last year. Um, so it's kind of nice to get one this week, especially just losing a close one last week to Tim. Uh, to get to five and two, which is pivotal in my division specifically, because now I've got some breathing room if I do end up losing this week to Chris, which his team is going to be at full strength. My team should have been. We'll get to that later. But, uh, you know, with that being said, I'm just excited to be at five and two and uh, at the top of the division. So hopefully we can keep it rolling. My depth is meh. So we'll see. And there you have it, folks. There's your week seven review as the standings currently stand. Aaron was a big fan of my win over Anthony this week because he now moves alone at the top of the Chipotle division at five and two. Anthony by himself in second in the Chipotle division at four and three. Don, again, by himself at three and four in that division, while Hayden and Clayton, oof, both at two and five, rounding out that Chipotle division. As in the Kadoba, knock them out, fist to cuffs, fight them out, beat the hell out of each other division. It's your boy, Team Fairlife, sitting alone at the top at five and two. But damn it, I have a freaking pack of dogs right behind me. Steven, four and three. Stretch, four and three. Tim, four and three, all with super healthy points forward numbers. And then you have Zach, who just decided to ruin the fun and be the punching bag of the Catoba division down there at two and five. If the standing or if the uh, regular season were to end today, Aaron and your boy get first round buys, and it would be Steven and Stretch and a juicy, oh, Tim and Anthony first round playoff. If the season were to end today, I think the people love that. One thing I noticed though, Aaron and Anthony, they have great teams. Don't get me wrong, but uh, both have the lowest points against in the league hanging up out there at the Chipotle division. You lucky dogs. 
And I'll add here, this is the first week that these standings update for me, at least. It really hits home. Playoffs, this is over the halfway point of the regular season for this league. Playoffs start in week 13 this year. Reminder to everyone, because or sorry, 14, because there are 18 weeks in the NFL season. Uh, so over the halfway point, let's start looking for those playoff rankings. Absolutely, but speaking of power rank or speaking of playoff rankings, let's get into these power rankings. I am intrigued. Nice. Week eight power rankings. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Down. And we start at the bottom, and we're just gonna go ahead and lock this in the rest of the year. <laughs> the Red Rocket and Clay, oh, my guy, seventy-three points. Oh my! I'm God. sorry, but. It's it's number 10 spot for you. And then here we have, I think this is the right move here. Number nine, down two spots is cooking up more in Zach. The tank is on. We're starting to see that tank effect. Two and five, uh, I think the slide is well-deserved. Number eight, we have Hayden staying in the same eight spot and country roads take Mahomes. So that means that number seven, up two spots is Team Don pairing on after a solid 150-point performance. His guys showed out, and he gets to hop up a little bit because Jonathan Taylor, man, I'm just saying, he's he's here. He he, he can win you a week. So can Damian Harris, apparently, whatever. Right. (laughs) In sixth place on the power rankings, we have Super Camario in the stretch after the near 180-point blow-up. Stays the same. I think all of us, we're all on the same page. I think, you know, he's just a boom or bust team. Can definitely ride it to the championship like he did last year. Um, But we just got to see a little more. Number five, also staying stagnant, is Steven and Mount Passmore after a big dub. And Mm, we got a little movement at the top. Yeah, yeah. After a big dub, he's on a three-game win streak. Steven's feeling himself a little bit. Can't quite crack the top four. At number four, down one spot. Aaron and let Russ cook. Mm. All right. All right. At three, up one spot. We have Chris and Team Fairlight. So close. So close to top two. <laughs> and at number two, I stay in second place. The Mixon administration stays at number two. And that means number one stays the same. And that's Anthony and team uninspired youth. Okay. So not a whole lot of changes this week. A little swap at three and four and then seven and nine. And I will say teams one through four, everybody was separated by one point. One was one from two, two from three, and three from four. It was a very close top four this week. All right. Okay. I just, I don't understand how it, I, he has the most points for, but I guess the fact that I just beat him head to head and Aaron has a better record, I, that's all I got to say. Uh, he's, and I feel like you, you have more depth. It's whatever. He's still number one. Am, am I crazy? Am I crazy? We'll move on, but am I crazy for thinking that? I mean, Aaron and I both have him at number one. You have him at three. So, I mean, he's, he's clearly up there. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's he's definitely good, but just with and, the and last the trade week, today definitely helps that. Definitely helps that this year. So, King Henry, dude. I think, King Henry. It, I think coming off a dead week of everybody's points for last week, this week just didn't inspire much movement. Yeah. Um, and that's reflected in the power rankings. 
Well, and one last thing. He didn't have CeeDee Lamb or Justin Jefferson this week. So, I mean, Low I'm not going to – Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, he would have easily gotten way more points if they were in the lineup. All right, all right. I'll let you guys just keep de- keep defending the puppy. It's fine. It's fine. Trying to now he's got Cordero. Trying to make you realize your, your transgressions. Okay, contender or pretender? Let's get into this. We picked three lucky teams this week. We're going to do a little extra dive, a little deep dive. You got three guys at four and three, right, that we're going to to take a look at and really see, do you have a chance to win the championship? I think it's kind of a a done factor that these guys are all in all likelihood going to make the playoffs. But we're going to look at these themes and be like, where's their weaknesses? Let's do this and figure out if they truly have a chance of victory. And, of course, we're going to start with the defending reigning champion of the this league podcast yes super camario and kyle stretch as we go through this lineup i think we can see why he is called the mr boom bust player at quarterback we have kyler murray tua and zach wilson at running backs we have alvin Kamara, and then a bunch of shit i'm just kidding no honestly though we have alvin Kamara, melvin gordon brandon bolden geo bernard marlon mack john jacob John Jacob, Josh Jacobs, Daniel Schmidt, Amen. Devin Singletary at wide receiver, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. You gotta like that. Jerry Judy's coming back. Debo Samuel's been solid. Then you get Marvin Jones, Emmanuel Sanders, Van Jefferson, Kadarius Tony. Then at tight end, we have Mike Gesicki and Hunter Henry. Currently, no players on the IR. Um, I'll I'll start with this one. You you guys know where I fall. You know where I fall, man. I, when you look at the actual chance of making the title, winning the championship, and I feel like this is like deja vu from last year, but uh, I, I think he's a pretender, man. And the, the likelihood that he can get hot as much as he did last year to the championship, I feel like it's just not that high. Amari Cooper, I feel like has been a kind of a disappointment-ish when you consider where you expected him and where... Uh, he started at the beginning of the year, and then you look at that depth. I've, I mean, if you're going to rely on a 34-year-old Emmanuel Sanders, you know, blessed to you, sir. Maybe Marlon Matt can go somewhere and give him some hype, but if, if God forbid something happens to Kyler Murray or Alvin Kamara, he is just done. But again, I think Alvin Kamara is not as reliable as he was last year and putting up those big games. So especially come playoff time and you're playing these good guys, the likelihood that you're going to get three straight. If you remember last year, you had a bye. So you need two straight big weeks, which you got. But the likelihood you're going to get three straight big weeks, uh, uh, good luck with that one, man. I, I say he's a pretender. I'll step up here. I'll, uh, I might have spoiled it with my last you know, overview of his team. But I say stretches contender, and that is contending on Debo Samuel. I think the 49ers offense is about to go through a really big drastic change with Trey Lance. Uh, Debo's gone off this year. We got to see with the rookie quarterback, if he can keep that up and keep up the big games, or does he lose some yardage, lose some touchdowns? I think you have to say he does. I think you have to. You, you, you Common knowledge would say yes. Um, common, common sense would say yes. So, Judy get, coming back is going to be nice. We'll see what he might have had in him for his sophomore season. But my eyes are on Debo. Um, but for now, a boom or bust team can win a championship like we saw last year. I agree. Aaron, quick thoughts on this before we move on? 
I'm pretty conflicted, but I think I'm going to lean towards pretender. Now, stretch, don't get pissed at me. I think <laughs> we've got a really good team. Again, I just lean towards consistency as opposed to boomer bust, and your team is a little more boomer bust than I'd like to see. I mean, Debo Samuel, he gets injured almost every year. I think it's just, honestly, it could be a matter of time before he gets hurt again. I hate to say that, but when has he finished a full season? He hasn't. Uh, Jerry Judy, huge question mark coming back. Not sure how he's going to be coming off a high ankle sprain. I think that's what he had, right? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just look at some other pieces. I hate Melvin Gordon. I hate it. Um, I do not like Melvin Gordon. I know you're playing him because Jacobs is on by, but even still, Jacobs is not the same player once was. You really rely on Kamara and Murray like they already mentioned. So, boomer bust. I think if you hit on the right weeks and get things to fall your way, you could. But uh, I don't think luck will strike a second time. I agree. I agree. You got two pretenders, one contender. And again, this just feels like deja vu from last year. Stretch is probably going to come out, shock the world, and just piss me the hell off. We're going to go on to the next four and three team, and he's hot right now. He's steamy. Three straight wins. Yes, I'm talking about Mount, Passmore, and Steven, and I'm super excited to get into this one because his roster, man, if if things fall right, look out. His roster as it currently stands, quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Justin Herbert and Mr. Trey Lance that we just referred to. At running backs, we have regular season Lenny, Leonard Fournette, Mr. One Week Wander in all likelihood to Ernest Johnson, uh, Nick Chubb, James Robinson. And then at wide receivers, we have A.J. Brown, Christian Kirk, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Bateman, Stephon Diggs, Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, Henry Ruggs. He's cool. And at tight end, we have Mr. George Kittle and Dalton Schultz. And on IR... Look out. He's hanging out. I feel like we've really forgot about him. But Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, he is what he is, but he's a solid player that's probably going to make it into most lineups. Aaron, I'm going to throw it to you first, man. Looking at Steven's team. He's hot right now, but can he keep it up? Contender or pretender? I am going to say that he's a contender. Uh, I like the receivers, man. I think there's consistency there with Stephon Diggs. You know what you're going to get with him and the stallion Josh Allen. A.J. Brown came back to life uh, like he normally should play this week. Uh, and then you've got Michael Thomas that will be coming off the pup. I think uh, the Saints desperately need him back, and he's going to get the volume there. I love Nick Chubb. Uh, Lenny has been great, like you already mentioned, and Tom Brady. I mean, I just think it's a pretty complete lineup. Maybe there's one gripe I have. It would be uh, the tight end spot. Is a little bit in flux there, but I didn't even mention Mike Williams. I mean, he's got firepower that's consistent, and I think that's the difference between him and Stretch. I'll step in here, and I'll go head-to-head with some of those points because I'll say pretender. Okay. And I will blame the wide receiver corpse for it, whereas that was one that you liked. Personally, Mike Williams, two of the last three weeks, he's been under five points. Uh, hot start, all those touchdowns early coming down to earth a little bit. Still haven't really seen Stephon Diggs at his best. Like, yes, I think I'm looking now. He's only had one week in single digits, but like his highest is 23. 
Uh, you'd like to see that. He just hasn't exploded. You know, Emmanuel Sanders has come back. Josh Allen is still running the ball. Dawson Knox is taking targets away. Um, and then lastly, A.J. Brown, if he plays like last week, then fine. He'll be a top five, top ten receiver. Um, but again, just all year long, we got to see it a little bit more from him. And then I, I agree, the tight end spot. Schultz has been a, a nice add for the season, but I don't think he's a guy that can help you in a playoff. If one of your other guys doesn't perform, he's not going to be able to step up and get you 30 points. This might this might be regular. This might be week one, Chris talking, but just listen to this potential lineup come four or five weeks down the road that Steven could have. Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, AJ Brown, Mike Williams, George Kittle, Stephon Diggs, Michael Thomas with James Robinson and Clyde Abzolier on your bench. If he gets healthy at the right spot, that is a freaking lineup nobody wants to play, even with your stupid depth, Tim. Sorry, that was a little aggressive. You guys well, both said Michael Thomas there. I don't know. He isn't. Is he going to play this year? Slant boy. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I know if Steven's really hype about him. Just ask about him. He'll talk to you about him. We're going to our last guy, and I think this one might be a little easy. Oh, by the way, I'm saying contender on Steven, by the way. Boom. So um, this one might be a little easy. Um, we we put him in here because he's four and three. We didn't put Tim in here just because it's stupid depth. But Anthony, you got to look at Anthony. He had a disappointing 119 week last week, um, but currently number one in the power rankings. We probably know where this is going to go, but just for fun's sake, the current roster is as follows. He has Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, and Danny Dimes at his quarterbacks. Running backs, we have Derrick Henry, Daryl Henderson, Jamal Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, Miles Gaskin, Chubba Hubbard. At wide receivers, we have Justin Jefferson, hot. CeeDee Lamb, hot. Adam Thielen, Devontae Smith. Sterling Shepard, Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, and at tight ends, tight ends, we have Travis Kelsey, Dawson Knox, and he has a Travis Etienne on his IR, which is no longer going to be on his roster. He now gets to replace that with running back eight, Cordero Patterson. Tim, what are we thinking, man? Is he like the, maybe for this one we could say, is he like the runaway contender we all think he is, or is there maybe a little cause for concern somewhere? I think there's definitely some cause for concern. I my vote here is going to be contender. He's number one in the power rankings. He's he's gone off, and I'll say I say contender for the most part because of Lamar Jackson and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey number one tight end on the year, and Lamar Jackson he's a threat to get 50, 60 points. Like he's going to be he's the guy that's going to be breaking fantasy records. So like again, we said I I said with stretch boom and bust is good. Lamar Jackson is consistent. He's quarterback five, but he can also explode for 50-point games. Add in young studs, Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb, like you talked about. Number one, Tractor Cito, like everybody's jealous of. I just think I think contender all the way. Um, And then stiffening up that flex spot was a good good move for him. Yeah, really nothing to add. Just the consistency across the board. King Henry, Travis Kelsey, Lamar Jackson – all those other pieces keeps him a contender for argument's sake. I, and I, I can honestly say while, while looking at his roster, like kind of critically for the first time in a long time, he didn't have the depth that I thought he had. Right. Um, you need, when you consider kind of the running back two that you're really leaning on is Daryl Henderson, similar to like Debo Samuel with stretch. When's the last time Daryl Henderson's played a full season. So if you, if he goes down in that running back spot, you're going to be relying on, 
Miles Gaskin, especially when Christian McCaffrey comes back. Chubba Hubbard's going to be irrelevant. I mean, you're going to have Cordell Patterson now, which obviously helps a lot. But uh, that's maybe not as strong as I thought it was. And then even when you look at those two flex spots, um, you're going to be most likely playing one of Adam Thielen, which he's fine. But I guess I could say one of Devontae Smith, Corey Davis. You know, it's like it's... Tyler Boyd, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you have Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, who are going to win their matchups every single week against whoever you're playing at the other running back and tight end position, you have a chance of winning every week. And he has way more boom potential than I think even Stretch does while being more consistent. But I just, I would guess I would say he is a pretender as in he's not this undisputed power ranking number one that you two seem to think that he is. But we'll just, we'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. So uh, I say pretender. So there you have it. There you have it. We are about over halfway through the season as Tim mentioned, which is crazy to think. But uh, trends are here, man. We know what rosters are. We know who these people are. Records are not lying at this point of the season. We have separated ourselves, the good from the bad. And we just talked about three guys that are kind of on that bubble. They're going to make the playoffs, but are they going to be fighting for a bye? Are they going to be the last seed? We'll talk about it. So it seems like we were pretender prevailed on stretch, contender prevailed on Steven, and contender prevailed on Anthony, I believe. So... Screw you, Stretch! Let's get into week eight preview. Week eight preview. Um, Man, I'm really slacking on this because I know you guys are asking, what's the update on the Cadoba Chipotle showcase? I don't know. Who are on by this week? I don't know. So, Aaron, you're going to take the first matchup. Which is surprisingly, I'm excited for this one. I'm ex- there's some there's there's some good there's some good matchups and yes, I'm talking about Stretch and Super Camario taking on Don the Giant Slayer himself and Don Perignon. Yep, we got a, a huge quarterback matchup on Thursday Night Football. I feel like for the first time, maybe all season, we've had a really good NFL matchup on Thursday Night with the Packers playing the Cardinals and you've got both quarterbacks for each team going head to head with each other. Aaron Rodgers versus Kyler Murray should be a really good matchup at that spot. But I think when you take a look at both of these rosters, you really got to scroll down a bit and look at what uh, Don is starting in a flex spot. He's going with Odell Beckham. Uh, (laughs) That's rough. um, Especially just given how he's been hurt most of the season. And uh, I don't think Baker will be back this week. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have got Case Keenum in there. So they're still going to probably pound the rock with Nick Chubb slash Dearness Johnson. So I really don't like that play from Don. And I just think that stretch has a little too much uh, at his receiver spot. I mean, Mike Evans as opposed to Cook's. Mike Evans has the chance to go for 30. I think Cooks is looking at, you know, 15 to 20 at best. Cooper, same type of deal, can explode if he gets targeted accordingly. Jacoby Myers, he's never scored a touchdown, like we mentioned. And then <laughs> when Kosicki, that happens, I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be great. Big celebration. Right. All across New England. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And even though Gasicki's playing at Buffalo, it's a really tough matchup. He's, I think, the tight end three on the year. So Lots of consistency at tight end as opposed to Higby, which great matchup, not a lot of consistency there. So I think the matchups 
just favor stretch. And so that's why I'm taking him this week. It looks like the projected uh, probability to win is stretch and super Camario at 65% as opposed to Don team, Don Perignon 35%. I'm taking stretch as well. I've taken Don the past few weeks, but uh, like you said, the matchups were not, not nearly as juicy this week for Don as they were against him last week. Um, stretch gets a little more healthy this week and I think he takes this one home. Um, I did the quick mess and the Cadoba versus Chipotle showcase. Cadoba went three and two again last week. So they currently lead six to four. Tim, who you got in this matchup? I'm taking Don just to see if I can get a one up shot in the dark on some pickums. <laughs> That's like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why. All right. Um, well, yeah, there you have it. Uh, we're two people taking stretch, one person taking Don, only for personal gain. <laughs> so we will move on to the next matchup. It is Tim and the Mixed Administration coming off a tough L against the previously mentioned Don at four and three, taking on pff, Clayton, man, the Red Rocket at two and five. Tim gets the benefit, gets the blessing of playing a just a I, 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 I try to be nice. I really do, unless it's stretch. But, like, I can... Tim gets the benefit of playing just a pathetic Clayton team this week. I'm sorry. It's just... It's not... Nowhere you look on his team is like, oh, that's that could be a blow-up game, you know? Like, I Joe Burrow against the Jets? Uh, Keenan Allen could do all right against the Patriots? It's that... That's it. That's it. And of course, he gets to run into the freaking depth machine starting Jamar Chase this week. Hot dog in Tim uh, Sleeper currently has Tim with a 65% chance of victory versus Clayton's 35%. Tim will welcome back with open arms Dak Prescott this week. Um, and he will be hoping and praying that Darren Waller perhaps, well, he's not going to play because he's on by. So uh, again, you're going to look at Tim's. Uh, selection conundrums. Antonio Gibson is going to be him this week. Chris Godwin currently on his bench. You know how I feel about that whole situation. I think don't think too hard about this one. It's Tim. Uh, it, will Clayton put up over 80? Honestly, I'm not super confident in it when you have T.Y. Hilton, who's currently considered out. He might play, but when you're counting on him in your flex spots, that tells you all you need to know. Uh, Nothing really much to add. Honestly, uh, I mean, the Rams, that could be a decent play there for Clayton to keep it close against the Texans. I mean, they're projected 15 points. Uh, Tim with the tight end spot looking a little shaky this week. Maybe that keeps him close, but I really don't see Tim having much problem winning the game. And I, for the sake of trying to get a one-up on Pickums, I'm going to take Clayton. <laughs> I think I think uh, Chris, you hit it right on the head. There's not a whole lot of plus matchups. I think Clayton's biggest plus matchup is Cole Beasley versus Miami, and that's assuming that Miami's corners stay injured and out. So I just think I've got the better hand because you know even the Bengals against the Jets, they against the Jets you run the ball to win. You don't have to throw. So I'm not super scared, but just for the sake of argument, I'm taking Clayton. All right, all right. Well, again, Tim, just rigging the system, man. It's not how it's supposed to be played, man. But it's cool. 
taking Clayton for the Pickums. The next matchup we move on to, it's the one that everybody's waiting for. The one that you put your mom in front of the TV and say, this is what fantasy football is all about. Yes, I'm talking about Zach and cooking up more at 2-5, and five, taking on another 2-5 and five team in Hayden and Country Roads. Take Mahomes. Tim, don't have too much fun with this one. All right, my man. Oh, man. it's Yeah, this is a barn burner. Hi, Dublin. This is <laughs> big old golden retriever. Is that a dog I hear? Microphone. Hot mic. Um, Hayden wins or goes home, I'm afraid. Oh, For a guy you, talking, you doing it? To, I'm doing it. I am doing it. Win or go home, Hayden. This is a must win for your playoff aspirations. Leaper currently has you at an 85% chance of victory, and you just need to win this game. Um, And here I'll say, Hayden, you are just begging Patrick Mahomes to wake up. Hey, what happened? I don't know what happened, but uh, you went this one. (laughs) Wake up. Patrick Mahomes, wake up. He's projected 30, and after a dud of a week, you hope that against the hapless Giants, he can maybe push that 30. Gainwell, fantastic play, assuming Sanders misses a couple weeks, which I think is likely. He's got Cup, of course, in there. And Zach, don't look now, but you might not be able to field a roster pretty soon. (laughs) You keep keep trading your guys away, which I know is the point, but like pretty soon you got to hang on to some people to play. So I don't know. You can, you can maybe send Hayden packing and packing home and not making the playoffs. If Stafford goes off, he's got a plus matchup at Houston cook fully rested ankle, maybe not an issue coming off the bye week um and just yeah your flex spots are gross jd mckissick and kendrick Bourne. oh my god so, get that out of my life <laughs> yeah i just don't see i don't see a scenario where zach can pull it off so i'll, I'll go hayden this week i'm going hayden as well man cooper cup against houston that's uh that's that's my analysis uh i think i forget who i put um, but I think I also put Hayden. So yeah, you put Hayden. Yeah. Uh, I think Zach's tanking is really going to show out. I think starting this week, if it didn't already against me. Oh, and I, I missed one of my points. Uh, Tyler Lockett is toast until Russell is back. I was literally Gina about Smith to say that. Only Facts. Looking at Facts, dude. That was so ugly. I, I uh, said it last week, man. Like Tyler Lockett is literally unplayable for me right now. Yeah. Like you Bench. cannot play him. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I this would absolutely 100% be the game of the week if you did not have the only two teams with the best records playing each other. But um, this one has a lot of implications because we just spent forever talking up how hot Steven's team is at four and three. Three straight wins coming in. We have Anthony, who is the number one somehow on the power rankings at four and three right now facing off against each other and the sad reality is one of these teams loses and drops to four and four like what's 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 happening here you know it's like it's we both realize how good these teams are but at the end of this week one of these guys is going to be at 500 which is insane to think about and uh sleeper recognizes the closeness the monumental proportions of this matchup as it has anthony with a slim margin 52 percent chance of victory I forgot to say it earlier today. Shout out to Tim. But Raven and Raiders. Raven and Raiders? Ravens and the Raiders are on by this week. So that means Anthony loses Lamar Jackson 
And as it currently stands, we'll see once the waivers run tomorrow if, if, if he tries to improve this. But he currently has Sam Darnold in his lineup. The number one team in the power rankings. Yes, I said it. Has Sam Darnold in his lineup. Other than that, he gets Justin Jefferson back. He gets CeeDee Lamb back. Uh, he gets Adam Thielen back. Of course, he has King Henry going up against the Colts, which I said it last time. Colts usually play him well, and I say well as in he usually doesn't have like three touchdowns and 190 yards against us, typically. So, uh, you know. Watch out for the passing, though. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. But, hey, if the Colts can maybe hold him under 20 points, similar to what the Chiefs did last week, you know, you look at Steven, he may have a chance this week. Steven gets James Robinson back, Stephon Diggs back, Mike Williams back, who I actually think is the X factor this week. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get from everybody on Anthony's roster, maybe outside of Devontae Smith, but you really know what you're going to get from everybody on Steven's roster, and Mike Williams has that more pop potential for me than Devontae Smith has, obviously. And, of course, Steven is going to be welcoming him back with open arms, Nick Chubb. Um, it'll be interesting to see what his uh, workload is like. But, uh, again, it still blows my mind that one of these teams is going to be 500 at the end of this week. Um, and I think that team's going to be Anthony. Um, I, I I really like Steven's, Steven's lineup. Leonard Fournette, for me, is a renaissance. I view him as a top 15 running back now. It seems like Urban Meyer finally figured out that James Robinson's pretty good at football, and I'm calling this a Stephon Diggs bounce-back week against Miami. He's going to go back to the Stephon Diggs that we all know and love, and Anthony's currently starting Sam Darnold. So I'm taking Steven here to knock Anthony back on a two-game losing streak to 500, and Aaron's going to be partying up by himself again on top of the Chipotle division. I... I echo pretty much everything Chris said, all of the points in favor of Steven winning this week. And plus, it'd make Anthony go to four and four, which if I were to win this week would help me out greatly. This is the week I attempt to make up three spots in the power in the rankings for the pickums. I'm going to take Anthony here. And so that gives me three chances to maybe get one up on you or fall back into where I'm not going to catch up. So <laughs> Sandy, if Steven wins this week, man, he is here. He's here to stay, baby. Big week for both of these guys. And that leaves, of course, one matchup to watch. That's correct. That means it is your matchup to watch on the week. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't think it's I don't think it's ludicrous to say that this is maybe the game of the year thus far. Tim, take it away. That that might be true words have not been spoken. Um Five and two versus five and two. Number oh, baby. Number two in this league, big heavyweight battle. And currently, Sleeper gives Chris a 62% chance of victory <sighs> as that big, dumb idiot, Devontae Adams, has COVID. <laughs> hey, I, will, I will say, though, Tim, I will say he is vaccinated. He is vaccinated, so you know he gets oh, okay, he gets props okay. for that. Yeah. Maybe he he's just that, he's just but, an idiot. He's just an yeah. idiot. He's just you're just an idiot. But and but I mean, not to mention the big dumb idiot who lost his job to the rookie Khalil Herbert while he was out with COVID. Yeah, I mean, so he's a he's a big dumb idiot. That's one D Williams down. Oh, one oh. to go. I thought you were talking about David Montgomery. I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's that's he, D Williams like, of the Chicago Bears. He, okay, he is done, donezo. Um, and I, that, that's reflected in your lineup choices. Um, Aaron, it's nice. You get back 
Eckler and Najee near full strength. Like you said, you're not quite there. Russ, you know, your quarterback is still in flux. Jameis is okay as a quarterback, but he, I don't think I personally, I don't think he has any more uh, 40 point games than I'm like he did week one. That was kind of the anomaly. Um, we still got to see some waivers run because the defenses are both a little weak. Um, and then Aaron, I mean, the depth issues are still there. You're still holding on uh, besides tight end spot. Like you mentioned earlier, tight ends are strong. Hence why one is in the flex spot. You know, you start in Goddard and Pitts. Luckily Pitts is he's a receiver. I, I think in the future, there might be some debate on sleeper and on all the fantasy platforms. If you can even play Pitts as a tight end. I think that'll be really interesting to see because he's not lining up as a tight end. No, he's he, lining up outside. He lines up at receiver, what, like 85% of the time or something? Yeah, pushing 90, like overall. So I think as we go forward, that that's just interesting point. Yeah. Um, and then, Chris, you get Josh Allen, the stallion, back off of bye, and Zeke back into the lineup, both with some plus matchups. Fingers crossed Saquon comes back soonish, but like I said, you know, Khalil Herbert, Looking like a decent. I'm loving Nicole Herbert, man. He's he's gonna hold you over until Saquon can come back. I like your uh, benching of D Booker because unless he falls in the end zone, he's doing nothing for you. Um, and I do think here we might see a little wide receiver, wide receiver action, one v one, DJ Moore versus Calvin Ridley, both on your team here um, at Atlanta. Uh, Calvin Ridley, let's see if he can kind of be the number one receiver we thought he might be. Coming into he's the due, year, right? Everyone, he's due. He's due. We all we all thought he might be like <laughs> the number one receiver on the year. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, and then the only other thing I got is we got to watch out for Antonio Brown's ankle um, and see if maybe he can get better and get back in that flex spot because he was heating up. He was. Who are you taking, Tim? Who are you taking? I Who are you taking? Taking huh? in this matchup, I am going to take Chris. I'm taking Chris. I think you're going to take it home, and I'll blame it on um, just some of those pieces. Like Aaron's right now, he's got T. Higgins in the lineup because Devontae's out. You got tight end in the flex. You got the one D. Williams. So just you add, add a fuller strength lineup, Chris. I think you're going to be able to eke this one out. I'm taking me as well, and I am very excited, very excited for waivers because there's a couple guys out there that I think Aaron has his eyes on that. I I mean, this might be tampering. I don't know. We blocking? We blocking? I, I might be playing some keep away because Jameis Winston and your quarterback's looking really hot right now. So, <laughs> um, I, I love I, some good keep away. On yeah. The we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how that happens. But, um, honestly, I think the, really the only lineup decision I'll have is if Antonio Brown comes back and he's, he's a full go. Um, am I benching Bobby Woods? Am I, bench and pit man the man himself uh for for antonio brown because i think he's a must start if he's a if he's a go um but yeah not really any major holes in my lineup while aaron i mean for sure daryl williams and t higgins aren't holes you would say i mean they're very viable options but they might be you know maybe considered bigger holes per se yeah um and then you know maybe it's a get right game for the chiefs but if they keep playing the way they're doing tyree kill you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a 15, 10 pointer from him any day. So I'm taking myself as well. Very nervous about it. <laughs> <laughs> I am picking you as well, Chris. Oh, uh, God, I'm going to lose. 
Sweep. Because of the news of Devontae, I think that hurts me uh, more than anything that could have happened in my lineup. Uh, just taking him out of the equation is a game changer. Uh, and then I think to just, yeah, Daryl Williams, hopefully he does okay against the giants. I don't have much expectations cause he went for 23 one week and then ate the next. Um, I do have some pretty solid matchups. I would say, I mean, T Higgins against the jets is hot. Uh, the chiefs against the giants at home should be really hot. Uh, and then Pitts, I think, continues to keep it rolling. But yeah, I just, I think I, I'm a few pieces missing that I, I, I won't win. I think if I had Russ, if I had Devontae, if Kareem was still healthy, maybe I could squeak it out, but don't see it. Sheesh. One of these teams is going to be six and two, two game lead. On anybody else in the league after this, you got the best from the Cadoba, the best from the Chipotle. This is what the showcase is all about, man. Game of the year. Inbound. I am so excited for this final score of 110 to 113. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> hey, buckle up for waivers, baby. Buckle uh, up. That's, yeah, buckle that's going to be hot. That's going to be hot, man. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> 12.05 Eastern. Yep. I am going to be sweating bullets. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. I want to go to bed. As always, great episode today, fellas, by the way. Had an extra, about the same 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 length as usual, um, but we had an extra we had an extra segment in there. So tried to respect your guys' time as much as we can. As always on this show, if you could share it, if you could comment it, if you want to send it to your other fans, football nerds, and be like, look how cool I am with my podcast that I have all about my league, we would appreciate that. Or if like, if you just want to do the bare minimum, you can just, you know, like just curb stomp that like button, man. Yeah, if you would just like like run over it with a steamroller. Oh, nice, nice. Or like take a baseball bat to it. You could do that too. You could dig up a triceratops skeleton and have it like cloned and then have a triceratops just run over it and step on it and stab it with the horns. Wow. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that. I think just click it. That'd be that'd be great. You could click it. Always follow us on Instagram and Twitter. This league underscore pod. Boys, what are you gonna be for Halloween this year? I am going in my Harry Potter attire that we acquired from our honeymoon. Hot. Aaron? Not enough people got to see me and Bob Ross last year because of COVID. Let's get it done again this year. Run it back. There's Bobby. no mistakes. Only happy accidents. Bobby Ross, baby. I am your host with the most. I'm Lenny Kravitz this year. So super hype about that. I get to wear sunglasses inside all day. I'm signing off. I'm Chris Mitchum. Y'all have a good week now. You hear all right, let's peace out. Go on, get. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts.